When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, Sports Day SA for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals on now. I save two grand on the range of thousand EPS plus get a thousand dollars free accessories. Plenty happening in the world of sport. If you want to have your say, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Have your say there, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Malcolm Blight, how are you? David Wildey, I'm good, mate. Yeah, um, um, interesting day today. The uh, the sun from yesterday disappeared, cloudy, but it was a bit windy too. Yeah, you were down at West Beach in yeah. a few balls, but it looks like it's going to be a bit cooler. But was it hit 26 degrees, so a yeah. beautiful day here in Adelaide. Uh, um, All-Australian side coming up. Yeah. We'll have a look at that shortly. Just want to ask you a question. I meant to do it last night. Adam Simpson yeah. has been – well, he hasn't been reappointed. He's kept his job. He had a two-year contract. Yeah. I'm staggered with that, with what the West Coast Eagles have done in recent times – he elected to play all the old heads, and it's it's come back to bite him. They might have two or three youngsters coming, but this is going to take, for the Eagles, three, four, five years. He looks tired. A bit like, like I said to you, Luke Beveridge, looked tired, looked mm. exhausted. I don't blame Simpson for being tired and exhausted. They've had a the couple of years from hell, and they were one of the teams that never embraced football in the COVID period. And I think from then on, Attitudes went down. It's been a downward stroll, a spiral. There's no doubt about that. I, I, look, I, the only thing is, looking at the teams he played earlier this year, mate, they had so many injuries. They were playing people that, you know... But that's a constant theme. They, it, it, they need to look at their performance. Um, they they had 18 out at one stage. Yeah, I know. And, you know, sometimes you get unlucky. Sometimes you it, it may be the program. So... Oh, no, I, I, I got a feeling. I mean, he's a premiership coach. You know, he can actually, when, when he got there, he did okay. So I would have thought, what I'd say this year, hey, let's see a bit of reaction to this year. Let's see a bit of a rise up the ladder. Let's see some kids come into the team. They're, they're going to have to play some kids now anyhow. They're going to have a reasonable draft hand, whether they keep Harley Reid as the number one pick or trade him out and get a couple of better ones. It doesn't matter. Just get a lot of four or five good ones in this year. Can you see him moving out of the bottom three next year? Probably not right now. But, I mean, that that's okay too. Don't forget, when they got up there, David, they won their flag. And I reckon if you win one, you're great. Two, you're freaks. Three is a miracle. So they were a great team. They won the flag. And from then on in, it's, it's downhill unless you can hang on. And they haven't hung on. COVID probably didn't help them. Didn't help them at all. But... Everyone else had to put up with it, so they should have. It, I agree with that. It was a, it was a, it was just a murky time for the Eagles when COVID was on. Are you a reader of body language? To me, he didn't look good. He, he was out of ideas. Just looked, as I said, he looked tired, exhausted. Can I tell you something? I didn't notice much difference. You know, I do know. Really? Adam. Oh yeah. And um, I, I just, I just think that's the way he operates. He doesn't get too fussed. He doesn't get it too over the top. He doesn't get too down. I just think he looked like Adam Simpson to me. 
Most coaches are tired, aren't they? You got tired of me. Well, you um, do. You do. I, no, and, all right. Well, we'll I'll see. Tell you, can I just tell you something? Who didn't get tired? I watched the replay last night. Was a bloke called Victor Hovland, oh, yes. the Norwegian. If yeah. you don't know him, he has just won the Tour Championship in America and Number the one. FedEx Cup. He's won the last two tournaments. He picked up for his win twenty-eight million dollars Australian, mm. eighteen million American. Not bad money. So live golf. Who cares? You don't need it. Twenty-eight million. David, am I? I mean, good on him. I'm not. But is is it too much? Yeah, but then that pales into insignificance when you look at um, uh, Messi and all these soccer players have been offered half a billion, yeah, I guess half so. a billion to go and play a couple of years, and yeah, whether so. it be in a Saudi league or wherever. Oh, the money's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Uh, and most of your season's what? Only a million dollars each year? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Do, you, do you feel a bit left out? <laughs> it, it is incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's um, – yeah, but Victor Hovland, for a Norwegian to be the top golfer in the world. It's beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's got, it's a great story. If you don't know it, I won't, we won't go through it now. But it, he, he has done the yards. He's, he's done his hard yards. He's only 25. I mean, he's still got a long way to go. And he's just a beautiful, beautiful player. But you know what he he, he overcome was putting. The, well, but the tooth, the thing between his ears. He's, mm. You know, that's the control. He's only young. He's yeah, only young yeah. I, I love watching yeah. him play. Now I want to hear Malcolm Blight's all Australian. So we are going to you know debate this one because it's pretty important for the the better players going around and a great honour. This is a good oil thanks to Cobram Estate. I'm talking good oil. I'm talking premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. We talked about this, Blighty. You said you've been the out that area, uh, Cobram Estate in oh, northern yeah. Victoria, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. It's grown, harvested, and first cold pressed. And on the stove at home, Patchy has Cobram Estate sitting Is in the corner. Is that right? Yes, she does. All right. Now, all Australian, we had a right. bit of a look uh, before we came on tonight. Now, there's been... We've got about 16, we think, are definites out oh, of the... Oh, i got 14, I think. I just... Just quickly, there are. There's, I've, I've looked today. There's about six or seven all Australian teams. People have picked them everywhere. Everyone's had a crack at it. There's a group of ten with a plus a chairman that'll actually make the final decision. That'll be Wednesday night. They've probably made it today, actually. But anyhow, it'll be announced Wednesday night. Now, these are almost unanimous. Now, I want you to tick these off. Right. These these guys, Darcy Moore. Uh, now, as a lock or yeah, as a lock. These are lock. I think you probably will be okay. Nick Dacos. Yeah. Even well, after his yes, injury. Yeah, missed the last four. James Sicily from Hawthorne. Yes, love him. Oh, don't, don't we love him? Christian Petrarca from Melbourne. Yeah, definite. Tex Taylor Walker, first, Adelaide Football Club. First All Australian at 33. Well done, Taylor Walker. He'll be centre half forward in yes, my he will. side. Not full forward, centre half forward. I agree with you. Toby Green. Yep. Wonderful year. Charlie Kernow. Yes, common medalist. Marcus Bontempelli. Footscray. Should win the Brownlow. You you like him for the yeah round, I do yeah I, no I, I, I think I'm, you get most of Footscray's votes yeah now these two guys can either play in Footscray, the Footscray Western Bulldogs yeah, Western Bulldogs <laughs> in the wing Eric Goulden from Sydney yeah lock amazing lock. year now the ten AFL reporters didn't put this bloke in but I am oh Zach Butters is a lock they didn't have him as a lock no the ten you know they those first ten that I said yeah. The ten of them, all the the experts. Let's call now them. I got Butters and Rosie both in. Yeah, well, I've got him in too. And number, sorry, they had Butters in. The next one, Connie Rosie, they didn't have him. Sorry, big pardon. 
That's the 10th, 11th. So MB has put Connor Rose in. I think those two have been the reason Port Adelaide have been so good, the two young boys, and Horn Francis to a lesser extent. But so, so that's the 11, right? Yeah. In a lock with one extra. There's a few more, though, that we okay. can lock in. I reckon another one is Charlie Cameron from Brisbane. 50-odd goals. Yep. Happy with that? What about Tim English from the Western Bulldogs yeah, well, as the Ruckman? It, it's been a year of not great Ruckman. I reckon Briggs from GWS is Seem a, to come late, yeah. Gorn's missed a lot with yeah. the... He hurt himself earlier in the yeah, year with a knee. And Grundy, we know. Grundy hasn't, yeah. There's not many good ruckmen around. So I th- I think Tim English easily the, will get that. And I've got Josh Dacos on the wing. He's been as consistent as anybody. If you pick wingers, that's 11, where he plays 12, and 13, that's where 14. Golden plays. So they're my 14 locks. You happy with them? Yeah, I am. Okay. Now, these are the extras. You can debate these forever. There's lots of names. I think Caleb Sarong gets a bit overlooked being in Fremantle. Yeah, Fremantle aren't the most popular sort of side, but he's had an amazing year. But once again, he's competing against Bontempelli and Petrarca yeah, but he, they're, and Butters they're and in. Rosie. They're already in. Or maybe on the bench. Maybe he gets a okay. spot on the bench. Dustin Martin. Yeah, interesting one. They say if, if Dustin Martin was called someone else, he'd be in the All-Australian side. But because he's, uh, he set the bar so high and – Richmond, once again, they've come down a bit, but yeah. look at his figures. They're yeah, good. They're very good, Dusty. He'd do me on a half-forward flank or forward pocket somewhere there. Wouldn't just be a bad. What about a sub coming on? <laughs> oh, yes. D Martin. Okay. Now, Jack Sinclair, yeah. defender. Yeah. St Kilda. Yeah, just the numbers stack up. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't a lock for those uh, 10 no, people. No. If you've got 10 people, you're going to have varying degrees. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, it was Houston a lock? Hang on. I haven't got to him. Uh, you can't do that yet. It's jumping. my sheet. Yeah, okay. come on. Tom Stewart seems to get in every year. When he plays, he's a beauty. Doesn't stand many people. Just walks around the back line on his own. But he's a good player, very good player. When he plays, he plays. Yeah, good Hardly player. beaten. Very good player. And now we can get to my other person is Dan Houston. Well, he's had a breakout year. You you suggested he could be the captain of the club. Going um, forward? Yeah. Port Adelaide? Yeah, we, we've yeah. been talking Rosie Butters, but Houston's another one. Yeah, he's a bit older. Just yeah. a fraction older. So there, so that's my uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. That's 19 players, David. Can I just throw a couple of names at you and tell me if these have now, been... I've got three others, but I'll listen to yours first and well, we'll come back to my three. I've got Danaher and Harris Andrews, the two Brisbane boys. Would I've, they... got, I've got Harris Andrews. In your side? As the, as the 20th. And Callum Wilkie's the other one, I think, from Saints. Oh, I've got North him Adelaide boy. I've got him as 21. Okay. But still in the side. Libber? Libber, no. Viney, no? Viney, no. She's a tough school. Your man, Lockie Neal? I can't. You can't fit him in? No. Look, see the tears? Yeah, I know. You don't like that. I, I, do look, I, I, I might make it. No, I might make him the sub. Wouldn't he be good coming on as a sub? Oh, there's a few. I, I, I see, think... you can't play the, the, the midfielders, mate. The blokes that we've all agreed to now, that's the best midfielders going around. Lockie Neal would, would be, okay, he's. He's number 22, Lockie Neal, sub. Yeah, I reckon Dustin Martin would be a bad sub. But what about Danaher? Like, no. You don't play in, he could help out in the ruck if it's yeah. a team? Yeah, but it, the team never plays, David. This is We end up putting Petrarca, who's played mainly as a midfielder, midfielder on, on the, the half-forward half flank. flank. But, same with Rosie. Same as Rosie. But they yeah. can play there. And the other guy, I'd have him coming off the bench as number 22 in my team, is Nick Blakey. Well, he's, yeah, I like him too, but you can't fit them all in. No, but so, but hang on. I've got those three defenders on there. You probably need one. Now, there's got to be someone else 
that I've missed out that you would like to see in that team, isn't there? Well, I mentioned three, but you've got a couple of those in as well. So, look, what about Larky? Where does Larky fit in? Larky 70 just misses. Goals. Just misses. Yeah. You can't get them all he in. He kicks goals, but he doesn't do a lot of other – I mean, it's funny to say that. He's kicked 70 goals, but doesn't do a lot of other stuff. Yeah, Jordan Degoe, what are you worth? No. No, you don't. No, too inconsistent. What about – Kyle Langford's had a reasonable nah. season, but not behind – Can't him. fit in this. What about Zach Merritt? No. It'll probably win Essendon's best nah. and fairest. Yeah. Darcy Parrish or him? Probably will, but won't make it. Okay. Gee whiz. It's, it's a tough school. You mentioned Viney. What, uh, you know, just over the, I'm looking over the page here. Rowan Marshall had a good year. Only played one ruck when I think English just pips him. Mm. Tim English. Okay. And Tom Liberatore, you mentioned. Well, I think Oscar, Oscar a... Allen's in it, but I, I reckon he's on a watch. Yeah. Get in a better team. Not quite. Not quite. Yeah, I, think, I agree with I that. I think Libba might make it. Hey, uh, Chris from Wall Bay says, Good day, guys. I firmly believe it's now up to Ken. This is Ken Hinkley to prove he's now a finishing coach as to being a development coach. Point in question is to go by form. Goals win games. Evans has proven to have natural goal sense, is Frank Evans. Yeah. And his actions show this on the scoreboard. This is Ken's call. He's come across and he's now settled in and looks ready to shine. Goals, goals, goals. Ken, we are watching. Goals in finals, well, they're pretty critical. He, he, he can sniff a goal, can't he, Evans? He's, he's done nothing wrong, has he, Kick really? four in the showdown. Yeah, I know. He's done nothing wrong. And eventually got put down and come back. He kicked three last week, didn't he? Would you have Evans ahead of McEntee? McEntee's more of a yeah. blocker and tackling, uh, uh, pressure. On, on, on yesterday's form, this weekend's form, you would. Yeah, but you got Rioli there as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. And but you, the, Jones danger. and Pal Pepper. I tell you what, you can't have enough two smart little ones around a forward line, mate. Interesting stuff. I like your side, by the way. Do you? Uh, I reckon there's two or three. I reckon you'll – they're going to name 23, 20, 23 with a sub. Sub, yeah. I reckon you'll get 21 of them in your team. I reckon there's going to be a couple where you don't get. Really? Anyhow, coming up on the will show. I be, will, can hey, you, would I be disappointed about that? Nah, you, you forget about it straight away, I think. Bryce Gibbs on a bit later. Good oh, career. Oh, yeah, great career. Wonderful Very good career. career. And also Cam Sutcliffe from the Port Adelaide oh, yeah. uh, Sandfall. Uh, and, of course, they are playing Centrals again in the elimination final. Played them last week. Played them last week. Playing them again. This is all for the Kia EV6 GT World Performance Car of the Year. And Lumo Energy SA, switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Mate. You can try Mate for $1 on all Mate internet and mobile plans. Just make the switch, try them out. It's good. Remember that name, Mate. But it is time now for Tuesday, true or false. At the time, we have a little bit of fun. I've won the toss. I've elected a bat. And my first question to you, Malcolm Jack Blight, mm. is true or false, you've got a statue? No, it's not that. We've been talking about statues during the break. Brisbane Lions will make its first grand final, the first one since 2004. I am going to say true, and the reason being, uh, from the start of the year, I think uh, I picked Melbourne and Brisbane to play in the grand final. And you're not changing? I, I'm, I'm mm, Probably I should. Maybe Port and Collingwood can get there, but I still do like Brisbane home final. You know, I, yeah, it's their turn. I mean, they've been up there four or five years. They've got to get, got to oh. attend one of them, don't they? Okay, that's true. Now, Adam Simpson, we talked about it. 
I think it's been a very good appointment by the West Coast Eagles uh, to continue with him. False. Oh! Definitely false. I, I think his time's up. He, you're right, he's a premiership coach, but he, he looks like a, the game's got to him. He could have a year out like, um, or hardly get half a year out to, and come back. <laughs> oh, two weeks, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that's definitely false. And they're going to be down the bottom for a, a an extended period of time. I think he's got the... Uh, the fire in the belly or the petrol in the tank. So Okay, then. True or false? Some of the money bandied around in world sport today is obscene. I, my, yeah, I think that's true. And the reason why I say it's true, it's never the player's fault or the no, person's I'm fault. No, I'm not blaming no. the players. But how much are some of those English shocker clubs, the Premier League, in debt billions and billions and billions? I mean, I just don't get how that's going to survive I mean, eventually, I don't know, what do they do? Does someone else come along with more billions? Yeah, there's NBA. Some NBA players are averaging $500,000 per game for, what, a, an hour game. They might have a, they might be fouled out in the first 10, 15 minutes. It's just, to me, that is ridiculous. But the gate and the broadcast rights dictate what clubs can pay. And most of them are owned by billionaires over there in the NBA too. Yeah, I know. But, oh, geez, I've seen some of the debt. Oh. Anyhow, uh, yeah, it was true. Charlie Kerno will win three Coleman's in a row. He's got two. He'll win yeah. one next year. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah. Uh, although lucky, I think North Melbourne might be better next year. But Charlie's just starting to become the player that we knew he would be before yeah. he hurt his knee. Back to back Coleman's. Yeah. Most exciting player, I think, yeah. in the comp, Malcolm. So that that's true. Good. Uh, another one for you. True or false? All the Crows and Power players named in the 40 for the All-Australian team, all of them, and the, I'm talking Butters, Rosie, Houston, for Port, uh, Dawson and Tex for the Crows, they'll all make the final cut in the All-Australian side. Five out of five. False. Ooh, who misses? I think... Who misses? I think Jordan Dawson, as good a year he's had, just might... He's Not on the, the bench? No, I just... Well, I, he didn't get on our team, just we were talking before... I forgot about him, though. Yeah, but, I mean, he was certainly there. He's there or thereabouts. If I had to choose between him or Lockie Neal, who do you reckon I would have choose? Oh, you'd go. Choose. Yeah, but I don't think Lockie, Lockie hasn't had the year of previous years no, for me. No, he's, he's, been, he's still been very, very good, David. Dawson's hardly had a bad game. No, he's been very consistent. But you haven't got him in yours. And as damaging as Lockie? Probably not. But I love him. I love the way he's played. Now, here we go. I've had this one before. I just wanted to remind you. Because September is coming very shortly. September. September, and he's also finals and Brownlow time. Yes. Zach Butters and Connor Rosie will tie for the Brownlow medal. No, that's false. Oh, come on, David. When you said that eight weeks ago, there have been 10,000 to one. You said a million to one. It's now probably. 50 to 1. It's come right here. <laughs> oh, just come here. <laughs> but I, I think Marcus Bontempelli, uh, given the fact he doesn't have a lot of opposition. No, he didn't this year. And he's had a wonderful year. I know no. you love Bontempelli. Oh, he's gorgeous. He's worthy of the, uh, the fight. Uh, another one for you. And this one is Port Adelaide made the right call extending Kenny Hinckley for a couple more years. Of course they did. We all knew that. The whole football world knew it, other than a few. Uh, Let's just say average assessments of the game. Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America's footies. Biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November the 12th. You're in for a chance. T's and C's apply. Coming up shortly, Bryce Gibbs. And also Port Adelaide Sandford captain, Cam Sutcliffe.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Malcolm Bright and David Woody for Tire Power. Power up sale now on Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Bloody, it was an interesting afternoon in the Sandfall. I was at the Sturt North game and mm. we were watching the Port Central's game yeah, yep. because the percentage was a key with Port Central's and North. And one stage, there's only one goal difference. Whoever kicked the goal was going to be in the top five. Unbelievable. Well, we've got Port Adelaide captain uh, Cam Sutcliffe for the Magpies to join us. Cam, congratulations. Did you realise it was that close in the last quarter? Um, thanks, guys. Uh, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but um, as soon as the game had finished, I'd Walked over to Jared Schiller and had a chat to him, and he told me that they were still run by 20 points. So we were through um, the hardest way possible, but we got through. And it's an incredible game. You guys, you were up early, weren't you? And then they came home. Yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a weird one, actually. We you know, we sort of fell away from what we did really well in the first quarter. I think we kicked three goals, six. So if we'd capitalised a little bit more early, we'd probably a chance to maybe run away with it. But to Central's credit, they're a pretty good team, and you know they always fight to the end. And, that's probably their ethos, and they did it and ended up winning the game. I was thinking, too, for the league side, the AFL side, it'd be fantastic for you guys can can win a couple of finals. They win a couple, well, then everybody gets a game. So if someone comes up, they've actually had a bit of game time. Yeah, exactly right. I think, and that's what Goldie's sort of said to the guys that have probably been disappointed that they're not getting picked in the AFL, is that the longer the sample team can play and hopefully you know get to that grand final, the more opportunity they're going to get um, to play in the one. So, um, yeah, there, there's always going to be some disappointment with, with AFL finals, and I've been through it myself, and um, that happens. But, uh, yeah, the boys, are, they're raring to go. Cam, you, you, you know, you've played 100 games. Not easy to do in the AFL. You always played 22 games. I know they've played 23 this year. You only play 18 in the sample. Do you reckon that's about right, or do you think you should get those extra games? Uh, personally, I probably think it's all right. You know, I think I missed <laughs> ten or eleven games this year, and I've, I've managed to what, fork out six or seven, and that seems to be enough for me at this stage. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 a difficult one because I think guys do want to enjoy the opportunities to get the buy rounds off as well, and and celebrate the AFL system as it is as well. So, you know, I, I think eighteen games is probably right, um, especially at this stage. How do you make the adjustment going from an AFL footballer to knowing you're going to be playing for the Magpies? You've done it well, but uh, was it was it easy to do, or you um, how how would you assess that? I probably had a bit of a weirder weirder journey with that one because I was yeah delisted originally, spent six months with the Magpies as the captain, then got redrafted. So um, yeah, that was a bit of a, a bit of a journey in itself. But you know. I think coming back to Port and having an understanding that Magpies did mean something to the to the club as a whole, and clearly there's a lot of history there. Um, you know that makes it super special, and you want to be a part of it. Cam, with you, during training sessions and all that, I mean, your captain, as David said, of of the Magpies, Tyson Goldsmith, you hoped. Have you become get more and more lent on from your coaching panel as as you get a bit older, uh, captain, etc. Uh, yeah, certainly more um, this year. I've, I've had a little bit of coaching experience now with the AFLW um, and I've been helping out with the with the men's side of the program a little bit as well. So that's, you know, it's helped me grow not only as a player but in that sort of that coaching aspect of things as well. So for sure, I'm involved in most meetings, you know, selection meetings, all that sort of stuff. So I have a, have a pretty good understanding of what's going on. 
Now, um, we get older, and sometimes you're going to have to pull up the boots. I mean, you've had a wonderful career so far, and hopefully it continues. But at some stage or other, is, is coaching in your bloodlines, is that is that what you're looking for, or more on the development side? Uh, yeah, it, it is at this stage. I'm sort of juggling a few things. I'm, I'm working in the community team here at Port Adelaide as well, so um, I've got that, I've got playing, and then a bit of coaching with the AFL and AFLW. So um, hands in every pie, uh, hoping to yeah, reach reach a coaching gig at some stage, but we'll just see how that all plays out. How ironic you're playing the same side in the first final, elimination final. Yeah. That you've, It's incredible, isn't it? But uh, I suppose you got to see each other pretty closely last week. For sure. I'm not, I'm not too sure <laughs> how often that would happen. But, yeah, it's, um, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of a strange one. But we, we understand, I guess, what Centrals are going to bring to the table and they probably saw a little bit of what, what we're going to bring. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll review what, what didn't work quite so well on the weekend and hopefully we can rectify that and get the win. Gives your thoughts on a couple of players. One's an older player, Scotty Lysette. I think all interest on him. I think Port need him if they are to go you know, further in the finals. And young Jace Burgoyne, who had a sniff last year, and I thought, gee, he looks a good player. Um, how's this year been? And, and what would you make of Scott? I know he didn't have a lot of the, the ball or hit-outs, but probably a very important hit-out for him. Yeah, I think it's just important for him to get get in the run of the legs post, post his injury. I think he played a majority of the game forward on the weekend, and to his own admission, he knows he's not a forward; he's a ruckman. So, I think they just kept him out of centre bounces just to be just to be careful, but just to get him an extra run of the legs. Um, whereas Jace, um, Jace has had that opportunity at our level this year on the wing when we were probably decimated in that position a little bit, and hasn't quite taken that as of yet. But he, you know, he's he's a versatile player, and he can play the wing, he can play half back. It's just about grabbing that opportunity, mm. and you know, we've seen we've seen him grow from the start of the year, even this year to now. So. He's uh, he's an exciting prospect, and we love what he does. Now, you're originally from the York Peninsula, Kadena, Woodville West Torrens and all that. Do you get back there very often? I love it. I, that, that was the old Woodville zone in my day too. So we used to trip across there a fair bit, Port Victoria and all that. Do you get back very often? Uh, you know, it's actually very rarely. So I, I think I'm averaging the past few years maybe getting back there twice a year, and that's that's in our buy round to go watch Kadena play. and. Funnily enough, this year, that was when Kanina played Munter and Tyson Goldsack had um, pulled the boots on for Munter that day. So my boys uh, my boys got done um, by Munter, unfortunately, and Goldie ended up having a pretty good day himself. You're kidding. He got a kick. <laughs> Did he get a kick? He got a kick. It was his first game back. He looked he looked gaunt, skinny, <laughs> oh. but he, uh, no, he handled himself nicely. He was well, good. Well, money bags. Now, Ratio Fantasia had hit out. Now, he's been the forgotten man, is he? A sneaky chance, you think, if if there's an injury to, to go up? Um, I'm not sure if you guys caught the the South game uh, last week or the week before. He um, he managed to kick four goals, and he was you know our best performer on the ground. So he's he's doing everything he can at this point to put his hand up for AFL selection. I know he's he's hungry for that. So I think it's just a wait and see, um, just in terms of how how the coaches want to go about it. Now in the at Sandfall over the journey, they've introduced uh, some really cute rule changes, you know, like last touch, and they've done a lot of other things. Do, do you ever sit around and think, gee, we should actually do this and help the game? And the AFL seem to pick up what the Sample do five years later or three years later. Is, is there any rule changes you'd like being a senior player in the competition? Uh, I think I've enjoyed the last touch rule, I think, especially between the arcs, maybe not, not in the not in the 450s. When you when you kick a ball to a one on one that rolls rolls over the back and goes out of bounds and it's a free kick, I feel that's a mm. a tough one to mm. swallow. But you know, it's I think it does speed up the game. And 
you know, the game is so much about being aerobically strong these days that, you know, you've, you're forced to you're forced to do that well. And um, I think the good teams take advantage of that. What about when a defender double fit, could, could have taken the mark and elects to double fist the ball but eight rows back? I mean, that's as deliberate as anything, isn't it? I reckon they might tighten up on that one day too. Yeah, well, I, I probably can't um, comment <laughs> on that one too much. I can never get my hands to the ball. I can't jump off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> If my defenders are doing it, I'm okay with it. Yeah, well, Cam, hey, good luck. Yeah. I mean, is it, you, you've made the five and it all starts, I think, 12-15 uh, elimination finals, September 3. Good luck with that and good luck for the rest of the year. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Cam Sutcliffe, our guest there. Port Adelaide Magpies, once again, bloody playing Central's elim- elimination final. Yeah, on Sunday out at the Ponderosa. Uh, Ponderosa, where are they playing it? Yeah, it no, is. is no, it home so, no, I think no, it's here, isn't it? Doubleheader. Oh, Adelaide Adelaide, of course it's Adelaide yeah, Oval. Was, yeah, what am I thinking? They played there last week. Hey, uh, yeah, I was going to say, isn't it terrific they get to play at Adelaide Oval? I meant to say that, actually. I should have said that. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I know I know the, they don't get big crowds in the first couple of games, but I know the players love playing oh, I'm there. I'm sure they would. And, um, and it's going to be Port Central. So what on the Central's getting back in the 5-2? They they've been out for a little while. I guess it was Cam Sutcliffe. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Well, Malcolm, all all good things must come to an end and Bryce Gibbs' career has come to an end. We've got Bryce on for Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store and online. And it's been a very good career. Yeah, it certainly has. Uh, The numbers tell the story. 268 games. you don't see too many play 268. It's in the top three or four percent, I reckon, of all times, which is as amazing. you'd say, you're not a spud if you play that amount no, of games. No, and 77 Sandville games too at different clubs, but finished up at South Adelaide and started at Glenelg all those years ago. Bryce, um, you, it's a long career. You don't feel that old though, do you? Surely. Uh, Ghetto World's body. Thanks for having me on. No, you're right. It's uh, I don't, but uh, instead of terms of football numbers it's uh, I'm certainly up there these days I think I might have been the the oldest uh, in the comp this year so that that's telling you something right there but yeah it's uh it has been a long and, and enjoyable career and uh you're right all things must come to an end and yeah I've been very fortunate and, and very grateful and, and very lucky you need a bit of luck along the way as well yeah. to uh to play that many many years and uh yeah look back and uh, certainly got a lot of fond memories. Both Malcolm and I played a lot of footy against your dad, but I remember my first recollection of you, Bryce, was I reckon you're only maybe 16 or 17 and kicked six goals. Might have been a, against Nord, but you sort of burst onto the scene. You had that amazing junior career, and you you did. You played league very early, didn't you? Yeah, I did, and, and probably looking back, that was uh, uh, I was really fortunate to, to get about 30 games under my belt for Glenelg before I got drafted, and I really thought that held me in good stead once you know, I stepped it up in there with the big boys so um, yeah got chucked in the deep end a little bit I think I debuted at 16 Glenelg at yeah. the time were, were struggling had sort of been down the, the bottom of the ladder for a number of years so um, yeah I mean to get that opportunity as a, a youngster uh, as I said uh, you know, playing against men mature bodies and uh, yeah, I certainly reckon that held me in good stead once I stepped into the AFL. You're number one draft pick and I've always felt that it's unfair that the number one draft pick goes to the bottom club. I really have now. Obviously, Carlton, you've got a lot of mates. You've you've carved out a wonderful career, but you haven't had a lot of finals. And uh, I, I think it's unfair. When you look back at it, 
Um, how do you do you think it's a fair system when the best player at the time has to go to the worst club? Oh, I think it is. It is fair for the competition for for to have a draft and you know to not reward the, the bottom sides, but to to give the the bottom sides an opportunity at the best talent in the draft. But as we know, uh, it doesn't matter whether you go number one or number eighty. Everyone gets an opportunity to to carve their own career out once they they get a spot on an AFL list. So sometimes you don't always get it right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to get picked up at, at number one to to Carlton, who who obviously are a big club and, and had a, a rich history. And, you know, to, to spend 11 years there, uh, they basically became my second family moving into state. And, and as you said, became, uh, made lifelong friends, uh, both on and off the field. So, um, you yeah, know, I mean, I, I was, there was a chance I could have ended up at, at Adelaide, as you know, with the father-son. Once that didn't happen, um, I was certainly happy that I ended yeah. up at Carlton. Bryce, I hope, I hope every... Every recruiter from here on in picks up what you've just said then and says, boys, it doesn't matter what number you go. I mean, it's nice to go one, two, three, all that sort of stuff. But I've watched this for a lot of years. It's It's a number. You've always said it's a number. The young fella has to go and play against men. And Bryce had a chance to do it. A lot of them don't. They're playing under-18 football. So that you don't know. And it's bloody hard work to actually survive the system for that long. And so the number, you're quite right, Bryce. I'm really pleased that you said that. I mean, as I said, it's great to be number one, but it's not the be-all and end-all. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. And, I mean, everyone is talented at different stages and develops and grows and matures at, at different different ages. And that's something that I've sort of learnt in the, in the last three or four years that I've stepped away from the AFL system and, and working in junior football, you know, a year's worth of growth in someone can go from pretty average to, to pretty elite in, in the space of only 12 months. And, I mean, you look at some of the, the rookies that have carved out mm. AFL careers who have had to fight tooth and nail to hold on to their, you know, one-year contracts year after year. Yeah. Some of them go on to play 300 games and become captains, all Australians, premiership players, because they don't have the opportunity to, um, you know, have a, a five-year contract and have a bit of security behind them. They have to work their their bum off year in, year out, uh, and might not take it for granted as, as some other guys do. So as you said, uh, it's just a number and uh, it's up to everyone, that individual to, to make the most of that opportunity. Now, talking about your last game, I did notice you did what your dad did in the grand final and you, <laughs> and you, did, you kicked out with the drop kick. It was quite, I mean, the commentator, everyone knew you were going to do it. Did he you didn't get did, it properly either. No, 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 well, no, big toey, but... Did, did you tell everyone you're going to do it, or because everyone seemed to know about it? Uh yeah, they they did pick up on it pretty quick, and I mean, it was one of those things. I was like, I didn't want to lock it in just in case. You know, I certainly wouldn't have done it if it was a, a close game. <laughs> sure, Unfortunately, sure, yeah. we were behind by by a few goals, um, so there was a there was an opportunity there, and it was probably a little bit cheeky of me. But uh, I did tell the old man. I said, look, obviously, last game, how fitting that it's at the bay. Uh, in that in that pocket as well. So I said, if you if you're watching, if it's late in the quarter, and I, I might sneak down, have a kick in, and I'll uh, I'll tribute you, one to you, and kick a droppy out of full back. And yeah, as you said, I didn't quite hit it, but uh, yeah, that one uh, that little cheeky moment of cheekiness was for him. Blighty was six 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 at North Melbourne. You were one thousand one hundred at Carlton. Nice even number there. Also hold the record of most possessions equally. So uh, done some great stuff. Thing I found interesting. In Neighbours, what happened there? You were, was it Nick Stevens? You had a little part in Neighbours, Bryce. 
yeah, geez, you've you found that one, haven't you, Wilds? <laughs> You're um, only young, well, actually, man. I, I was in. I was in the same scene as Margot Robbie. So oh. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm claiming that I, I put her on the map after after that little uh, that episode went to air. So unfortunately, <laughs> she went on to, to bigger and better things. And uh, yeah, I uh, I couldn't quite continue with the, the acting career. But uh, maybe now that I'm done and dusted, uh, I can uh, might you never well, know what might pop up in the future. You still got the looks there, Bryce. Now coming back to Adelaide. Uh, your first year was really good. I looked at your stats, I think averaging 26 possessions a game. just didn't work out, though, did it? At the time, um, they were going through a transition. They'd, they'd had their moment in 17, and then basically it was a, it was a massive clean-out. So looking back on it, um, how do you, what do you think about the move back to Adelaide? Oh, I mean, I, I certainly just played my cards as they sat, and, and the right opportunity and the right move for me at the time was to, was to move back to Adelaide. And... Um, obviously, we're still in contract at the time, so a little bit needed to to happen for for me to get back, and it uh, it took two years. Uh, obviously, it didn't happen the, the first year that we uh, yep. requested a trade, but um, yeah, as you said, coming the club coming off a, off a grand final appearance, you know, they certainly thought they were still in a, a premiership window as long as a lot of other people. But uh, yeah, that's what happens in football sometimes. It doesn't quite turn out the way you did, but. Um, in a weird way, uh, you know, going through that time where I, you know, I found myself getting dropped for the first time and you know, spending a bit of time in and out of the side, I hadn't experienced that in my career uh, to that to that point. Yep. So, certainly learning, learn a lot about myself. Um, so certainly, you know, build up a lot of resilience, and then it just gave me an appreciation for what guys had been going through my whole career in terms of, you know, being on the edge and, and being in and yeah. out of the side. Well, so see. I think that. Been the help that's helped me mentor um, guys since stepping back out of the AFL. I, I used that last year at the Crows to mentor some of the younger guys, and we're seeing those those guys um, carving out really great careers at the Adelaide Footy Club now. And, and I've sort of used those learnings and experiences back at South Adelaide and the Sandful. So although it didn't quite pan out the way I thought it would, uh, you know, it certainly has held me in good stead for uh, you know my future coaching and um, you know time spending in football. Yeah, I thought it was a lovely photo in the paper with Matthew Broadbent, of course. Uh, a lot of games at Port Adelaide. Matt Rose, a former captain of South, and yourself. It was a, there's a fair bit of experience goes out of South Adelaide. So, I mean, they're, they're trying to march up to this next premiership. So, are you going to stay involved? Is that the plan to get in, keep in development, keep coaching? Uh, yeah, that's certainly an option in the in the next 12 months. Um, if I do stay with the club, it'll probably be more in a, a junior junior role. Um, so that'll be working with all our junior programs, under 16s, under 18s sort of teams. And then uh, where where it works out, I might be able to help with the seniors, um, you know, from time to time. But those conversations are happening at the moment with the footy club and. Uh, you know, I've really enjoyed my my last three years at the footy club, working with some of these these young guys coming through the system, and some guys that have gone on to to play AFL and and obviously play some some league footy for mm. South as well. So yeah, I've been really enjoying it, and uh, there, there is a chance that I'll be at the Panthers in uh, in some sort of capacity next year. It's going to be strange, Bryce. I'm thinking from a 16 year old playing for Glenelg to basically now you've finished at South, and all you've known is preseason training three or four times a week, you do your weights, you do this, you play. It's That's been your life, basically, isn't it? More than half your life. So it's going to be a... might take a while to settle into something else. 
Yeah, I think it will. And, you know, there'll be times once pre-season rolls around or, you know, round one rolls around next year that I'll, I'll probably get itchy feet again. But, you know, I'm certainly very content with the decision. And, and I've got young kids now. Charlie's eight and, and Madison's four. And last week it was football carnival on a Saturday morning, basketball on a Sunday morning and, and a dance concert on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. So I think, um, you know, reflecting on that and, and knowing that it's time for me to start, you know, investing in, in their, um, you know, whatever they want to do, whether it's sport or, or anything else in life that, uh, you know, I've got the time to, to help them achieve their goals and, and what they want to want to do. So, um, you know, knowing those sort of things now, um, I'm certainly very content. But, yeah, it will be strange once the season rolls around again and and uh, I won't, won't be there in some capacity. Now, you've had some highlights, best and fairest, all that sort of stuff. But in 2021, you won a shiny piece of silverware um, called the McGarry Medal. Um, it's very shiny, I thought it was. Now, where is it hiding? Where, where have you put it? Uh, it's in the in my uh, next door, my cupboard next to next to our bed there, just uh, tucked away somewhere. <laughs> oh, you don't? Yeah, okay, you haven't got it framed and put it on show and near, near, in put the sock drawer. Nah. Near, near, near the front door. <laughs> no, <Nah, it's, laughs> nah, it's not quite made it down there yet. You're right; it is in the sock drawer. So. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, uh, to be honest. But it's uh, yeah, it's tucked up, uh, hiding away up there. Now, okay. Now back to the the, the finals. The Sanford got finals. Obviously, the AFL got finals. Having a conversation about, I know they're going to play at Adelaide Oval at the Sanford finals. Do you, do you, if if you were in charge, would you let Glenelg, who finished on top of the ladder, play their first final at home, maybe at Glenelg Oval, and get that local feel and some sort of slight advantage over the oppositions, which they probably earned? Yeah, it's a great question, Blighty, and maybe give the the top side a, a chance to choose, potentially. I mean, I know, speaking to a lot of the players, we love the opportunity to play at Adelaide Oval, and I've been fortunate enough, to obviously, to spend a bit of time in Adelaide and, and play there every second week, but I know... Uh, at every opportunity, uh, from a Sandful point of view, you want to get on Adelaide Oval and play there. And I know we gave up a home game from a South Adelaide point of view to play the Crows there. That probably disadvantages us a little bit, giving up a, a home ground advantage to play them. But we jumped at the opportunity. I think the Eagles did it. Sturt might have done it as well and sort of missed those. Remember the old double headers at, yeah. at uh, Adelaide Oval uh, back in the day? I, I remember as, a, as a, even a kid back then, used to look forward to those rounds as well. So uh, we, without taking that, that specialty feeling of, of playing at Adelaide Oval, um, maybe the, the Sandfall should, should look at that. But I think the top side getting a week off uh, enough advantage as it is gives them a chance to freshen up. And uh, I'm sure if, if you do ask Glenelg, they'll be pretty happy to play at Adelaide Oval. Well, Bryce, congratulations. Yeah, well a wonderful done. career. You're a wonderful player, wonderful skills. And I even remember sometimes you're tagging some of the, the great players, including Adam Goodson, doing a, a great job with him. All the best. Uh, as you said, it might be a little bit different next year, but you, you've given it all. You're you know, going from 16 to 34, whatever, and uh, you can be very proud of your career. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Bryce Gibbs, yeah. It just comes on in, Bloody. It's a, yeah, it's 345 games, though. It's a, it's a wonderful tally. It is. You finished on 126 goals in your last year. Yeah. And good night. Yeah. Just, just shut up there. It just, shut up shop. Yeah, just another little bit of silverware jumped in with that, but that's okay. Oh, what was that, the old Ken Farmer, was it? Yes, it was. Oh, you got room for all your... What about Bryce? Oh, it's in my sock drawer, basically. Yeah, basically. I'd say the second drawer's yeah. the sock drawer. So uh, interesting. All Australian had a bit of fun with that. We 
agreed and disagreed on a couple. Yeah, it's going to be a good team. You'd love to play it somewhere, wouldn't you? You'd love to see it play, but you can't. Who are you going to play? They're the best. They are. I, I and I think we had about. 16 or 17, maybe up to their certainties, what we call oh, yeah. locks. Yeah, I would have said 13, 14, and then there's a couple of others. Yeah. Anyone you really want to see of the the doubtfuls that you'd like to get in? If they, if no, you get, no, no, I, I would have said so otherwise. Oh, I thought you might have said, I can't remember what you said at the start. <laughs> That's where I'm going, but uh, no, it's unbelievable. All Australians, and that was Bryce Gibbs, too, and I said it's terrific career. We played against his dad, Ross Gibbs, a mm. terrific player in his own right. Did that drop kick. It still haunts me against yes. us in the grand final. Bloody, we'll see you tomorrow between 6 and 7. Have a great night. Bye for now. Bye, David. didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.